Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. And I said, I want to win the league, but I want to win it better. You can understand that, can't you? Yes. Good luck. So he's almost like having a second captain in the team. Second captain, first captain, whatever. The 2022 All-Ireland Football Championship finished in a blaze of glory with two of the sport's greatest sharpshooters putting on a display of sublime point scoring that will be remembered for years to come. And this weekend, their clubs were both involved in some fairly dramatic action. David Clifford doing David Clifford things for Fossa in the Kerry County Championship, while in Galway, Shane Walsh's club, Kilcair and Clonburn, produced some heroics of their own, albeit without their star player who has eyes and a move elsewhere. Welcome to Monday's Second Half Podcast. Hi, Murph. Hey, Owen. How's it going? It's going okay. Thanks for waving at me. It's nice being in the studio mm. with you again, so I can actually I can see the wave, mm. not just feel what's going on. <laughs> I can. My aural wave. The aural wave, yeah. So the week after... Well, let's, let's talk about David Clifford. What did David Clifford do? Well, he was playing for uh, Fossa in the Kerry Junior Premier Championship yesterday, and uh, you know where I go. Mm-hmm. When I want to know how uh, Fussa did in the Junior Premier. It is straight to the Fussa GA Club Facebook page uh, for more information. They posted the full-time score moments after the final whistle. They beat Castle Gregory 215 to 110. Uh, and Facebook user PJ Tompkins was straight in with the question everyone was asking. <laughs> how much did David Clifford yeah, of score? Course. No punctuation, no question mark. <laughs> just answered the damn question. I saw he got, Facebook he got one nine in his match immediately after, the week yes. after the all our Hung over to pieces. <laughs> uh, had been drinking all week. So... Primed with two weeks of uh, intensive training with the Fussett Juniors, I'm sure. How much do you think he scored? So give us the overall score total. 215. I'd say he scored 1-8. 210. 1-9. <laughs> oh. Pretty much exactly in the middle there. Uh, yeah, 1-9. Uh, ju- as you say, just like he did in the first game of Fussett So he didn't get any better. Player. No, no improvement. What's the point of training? No just, improvement. Just now go maybe, win all Ireland's, don't train. Maybe Castle Gregory, Castle Gregory were, level of opposition. you know, they were on high alert after the first game of the Kerry Junior Premier. <laughs> watch out for this. We Clifford really line. do. We're going to have to put a lot <laughs> yeah. of focus on, on David Clifford. So I was interested to see the Fussa GA Facebook page did obviously helpfully provide the entire team. So they've gotten Pody Clifford out of the way as well. Mm. So he's playing centre back, which right. I actually can, I, I, if I had two Cliffords, I'd spread them out across the field as much as possible. It kind of reminds me of a team talk that I remember hearing about where there was like four really good brothers on a hurling team 
and it was okay you're centre back the two lads are midfield the other one's centre forward the rest of you spread out uh, so I do kind of feel like the Fussy uh, manager has has basically taken that aboard even with just two players yeah. so put one of them kind of vaguely towards one end of the field leave the other one up top there and just let everyone else the, the, the basic principle here is you should never be more than 20 yards away from a Clifford if you're a Fussy yeah, if you're if you're a fossil player, I tell you. So I tell you who wasn't any more than twenty yards away from a Clifford, the young kids who ran on a full time and absolutely uh, mobbed David Clifford. There's a nice feel good video there for people who want to. Very see. feel good. Yeah. So a Twitter user uh, Aoife Dowd filmed the final whistle of this game, and there was a stampede in the general direction of David. <laughs> yeah. There's no other word for it. Yeah. Uh, there was a stampede of about. I mean, I say fifty kids. If there were sixty kids at the game, all sixty of them were heading for David Clifford with. The exception of three who did head over to Pody Clifford, who perhaps realised, you know, David's going nowhere. He's going to be stuck have, there for about 45 kids have minutes. Oh, no, well, either they have a bit of empathy or they're just very practical young children. They, they understand. Or maybe they're just, maybe they're just they need kind of GA hipsters, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. For me, Pody offers you more. Clifford. He offers you more uh, around, yeah, outside of the Could you finishing. see David Clifford playing centre-back for his club? Well, yes. But in the eyes of those three kids, no. Pody Clifford is the more versatile the more, the better all-round footballer. <laughs> For me, Paddy Clifford is my favourite Clifford. What about poor Shane Walsh? He's not feeling the same love from his club. Well, he probably would be if he was there playing for them but this is a messy situation while a switch to Kibble Crows continues to hang in the balance. What happened mm. with them at the weekend? His, his new, well, no, sorry, not his new club, his old, his current club in Galway. Yeah, so he was, uh, well, according to Shane Walsh's Instagram, he was at his best, best friend's wedding <laughs> on Friday uh, while Kilcar and Clumburn. And can I just say what a mess Presenters all over Ireland have been making of saying the words Kilcurran Clumburn. Did I, I mean, say it wrong? Already? No, I mean, you, there was a bit of a stumble. I mean, you did better than most, but it just appears to be a, diff- a difficult combination. Stop for a second. Kilcurran Clumburn. Yeah, that was good. That was good. That was better than your first effort. Thanks. In any, in any case, they got their Galway Intermediate Championship uh, run underway on Friday. Uh, they beat Hedford with a last minute goal, 2 8 to 110. <laughs> and I can only imagine the outpouring of emotion which ensued after that. <laughs> so I, I uh, heard on Saturday that Shane Walsh had been named in the programme at number 14. And I was like, well, well that's a bit of a... <laughs> that's a... The ball is in your court type move yeah. by Kilcarran Clumburn there. But it, as it turns out, it was like a, pro, a, a general programme for the entire Intermediate Championship that had been produced a couple of weeks ago. So it's not like they sent in a team to the printers, you know, on Wednesday. And he was his name is his name had appeared, but I mean I I did get involved in a couple of conversations about this. You know, it's like well what what if it what if the move doesn't go through? I mean it hasn't gone through yet. But he wouldn't have been doing anything to jeopardize the move if he had played at the weekend. It just would have been emotional. No, if you play for, if you oh, play championship oh. in for one club, you can't play. Of course, in the same so he would have absolutely been doing something to jeopardize. Yes, the, he would have the did, torpedoed the entire move. Yeah, indeed, so. indeed. Yeah, that's um, I think that's what I said. Yes, uh, so. Uh, yeah, I mean, people were kind of, you know, like, conversation was like, well, what happens? You know, if it doesn't, it's going to be awkward. I was like, well, it's going to be awkward, but he will also be playing for Kilcarran Club Bird in their next game, for like, for an absolute fact. I mean, Shane, you can, we can e- both either sulk about this for, you know, a couple of months and then you come back next year, or you just, you know, just oh, pull, right. you might as well just pull the band-aid off the arm as quickly as possible. Uh, because wh- why not? Like, what well, else What's the other speculation do? that he's just not going to play for any club? He could no. do that. He could just... Well, Eamon Fennell did it yeah, back just... in the day yeah. um, when he, he was, was trying to enter a move for business. Um, but I mean, like, that's not going to happen. That's definitely not going to happen. So, um, yeah. 
kind of an interesting juxtaposition of the two All-Ireland superheroes this week. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's a beautiful summer's day. The breeze is... Stupendous. 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 Would this podcast be even more stupendous without ads? Without ads? Ads. If so, then join us for daily commercial-free shows at secondcaptains.com for just five euro a month. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not bumping them up. I'm not Irish. I'm just saying my observations, they are amazing. Stupendous. Stupendous. Sounds like you had quite the, quite the weekend immersing yourself in Gaelic games, Karen. Well, on fair be it for me. <laughs> Far be it for me to say that I'm the greatest Gale in the country. This, that, this that, that would be that would be overstating. This, this is going to impress you. Ken. I'm sure someone somewhere outdid me this weekend. But I was training at nine a.m. on Saturday morning. Whereabouts in Milton? No, in uh, Dublin. All right. Uh, then Murph's controversial move to Sing Street, Ken. Mm. Yeah, so I, know, I, know, I, 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 I did notice Milton so objecting to that one, but <laughs> they were like, "Don't let the door hit you on the arse on the way out." Murph, Murph, I remember, I remember, I remember the, yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. fella still, still knocking around the club. Yeah. Uh, then uh, later that evening, I was at Milton against St Michael's in the Galway Senior Football Championship. Oh, yeah, you travelled in Athenry, right? of course I did. Three seven to one ten. Uh, <sighs> Another barn burn. I mean, we did score four eighteen last week, but not the worst. Wow! Yeah, Listen, we're we're from the we score you score three, we'll score four <laughs> uh, uh, style of football. Uh, so that was Saturday. Then woke up Sunday morning. Uh, went to Athenry against Kilnadima Leitrim in the Golden Minor A hurling championship. Uh, Athenry three twenty two, Kilnadima Leitrim one fifteen. The nephew that? involved. What's that the Kilnadima Leitrim. Kilnadima Leitrim. Kilnadima. That's the name of the club. Yeah, okay. Kilnadima Leitrim. Okay. Well, there's, it couldn't be easier to say. Yeah, Kilnadima Leitrim. No, Kilnadima Leitrim. Kilnadima Leitrim. Yes, Kilnadima Leitrim. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, like, that's just what we do on in the association. We support at least three clubs. And what's your... Uh, <laughs> it's none of this one life, one club. I'm now a three club man and happy to be at it. What's your uh, carbon footprint for the weekend? Oh, got the trend down. Oh yeah, well, and good. got the train back. So that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's I mean is it zero? If I, I mean, can ask, train, I'm sure that's <laughs> the train. Don't know if trains are zero yet, Murph. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, but on the other zero. hand, my carbon footprint, the train would have been running anyway. So Murph, what is this? Is a more personal question. Whether I was on it or what off. was your? How do I even phrase this? How was your? What was your? How much sweat did you emit out into the? 
into the world. I mean, that's a that's a that's a heavy. You're training in this I, I, weather. I presume you're just Followed talking about the upwind. training. I mean, the train the train journey. Maybe there might have been a bit there as but well. That as well. A lot of traveling, but training in particular. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people listening are out there training, trying to train in this weather, and it's not fun. Nine a.m. on Saturday morning. Warm already. I kind of thought we might have been able to get away with it, but that was absolutely not the case. It was about twenty four degrees. I'd say. <laughs> Uh, and we were training for about 90 minutes. Bear in mind that you are, what age? Now? Oh, you've just turned 40. I'm 40. And still... I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm, 40. I'm a man. Yeah. But uh, training with... Uh, I've met some of your teammates. Lovely fellas, I should say, Murph. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot younger than you. <laughs> yes. Uh, a lot of them yes. seem to be about half your age. Uh, so. About half. Uh, there's a couple of them that are... More than half. So, do you sure you're, one, there was one guy who was born the year I finished my masters? So. <laughs> Has he reminded just, you of that at any point over the time well, you played for the club? So, are, have you got a specially tailored training session in this? Well, wedding? tailored is a word. Yes, I mean in that we train for seventy-five minutes, and then everyone on the team except me and another man in his let's say mid thirties mm-hmm. uh, were assigned free-taking duties while. My, our teammates engaged in some sort of murder thon. <laughs> in I, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what was going on. I tried not to even look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even like if being spotted watching them would, I'm sure, enrage them even further. Mm. So I decided discretion the better part of valor. Just keep your head down, focus on what you're supposed to be doing, and take it from there. So <laughs> listen, it's just called careful husbandry of your resources. Sure, I like it. and I, for what, applaud my management for doing just that. Speaking of free taking, you're forgetting the biggest moment in club football over the weekend. It was a free kick from about 120 yards taken in the <laughs> Cork Championship, slotted over the bar. Uh, yeah, I mean, I have to say, I love the fact that we're seeing all of these. You know, there's like 15 second videos of just a whole world of <laughs> GA madness that we're now seeing as a result of these games being streamed. So the Irish Examiner have been streaming uh, games from the Cork uh, hurling and football championships over the last couple of years. And uh, they've kept it up in these post-COVID times, mm-hmm. uh, thankfully. So we were able to see uh, Ballon Colleg against Douglas, if you're of a mind, on Saturday. And Andrew Cotter of Douglas was told that this free is going to have to go over because it's the last kick of the game, Andrew. So level at the time? Or really? L- uh, no, they were a point down. Oh, wow. So to keep them in the championship. Uh, so the free was uh, 55 metres from the end line but also maybe no more than 15 yards in from the sideline. So you're talking about near enough a 70 metre free, I would say, on the angle. And not for Andrew, the Sean O'Shea, oh, there was another 10 or 15 yards in it. Literally every single inch of this kick was required to get it over the bar and the three Balancog midfielders. uh, Goalkeeper that were on the end line. It literally needed... Every single inch of effort the yeah, lad had. Yeah, yeah. That was leg. the key difference. If you're thinking of the Sean O'Shea free or the Rain O'Neill free, both of which just absolutely sailed yards yeah, yeah, over yeah. the bar. Plenty. To quite, quite, not satisfying at all to see that. This one is hoofed and it's dying <laughs> and dying and dying and dying. And just, dying. It's just over the bar. Yeah, it just, he just murdered it uh, and crawled over by a foot. Extra time say. or a replay? Do we know? No, it's a draw game. It's going again. So it's, in, it's so no, no, it's a, it's a group stage. Oh, game. sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Amazing. So. What a, what a moment. I'm telling what you. A moment. Speaking of cork, how are you feeling? I'm Phil. I'm very Phil. He's a big boy. He's strong. Quick. Have you written to him? Written to him. And uh, gives us an extra dimension. Killian. In the name of. 
Thank you to all of our Cork-based World Service members who snapped up tickets for our Killy in the Name of show taking place tomorrow week. That's Tuesday, 23rd of August in Connolly's of Lep. What a beautiful spot. This is a very special live event in honour of our beloved producer, Killian, who's leaving us to go travelling. We're hoping for Nick Faldo levels of emotion for his final sign-up. And here we are, 16 years later. (laughs) (laughs) Just touch a fallow, Killian. That's all we're looking for. It's going to be our most intimate live show yet, taking place, as I said, in the beautiful Connollys of Lep for one night only tomorrow tomorrow week. I was going to say tomorrow night. It's Tuesday week. Tickets sold out in no time at all, so we can't wait to see some of our Cork-based World Service members. This is going to be a lot of fun. We're already making travel plans. This is is, Mm. going to be not even a labour of love. It's just going to be... It's just going to be lovely. It's going to be lovely, yeah. (laughs) It really, really is. Hopefully not, yeah. Uh, It's a beautiful venue. Uh, I was there. uh, Mark did a show, sort of a QA and a about the Where Is George Gibney podcast last year. And even as he was doing it, I was like, it's not going to be long before we're back here (laughs) with the entire team in tow. So we're delighted to fulfill our destiny, our Connolly's of Lep destiny next week. I'm sure everyone in that part of the world was proud of... The Skibbereen boys, Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy, calmly obliterating. I'm sure you're going to tell me I'm, my geography is way off. I know no. West Cork is a big spot, right? No, I know no, Skibbereen no, no, is probably, li- probably further out west, isn't it? Yeah, so it is further out west, yeah, but, but I mean, same they're, ballpark, yeah. they're both West Cork. Uh, Paul O'Donovan and Fintan McCarthy calmly obliterating a world-class field yet again at a major rowing championships. Kieran McCarthy, the author of Something in the Water, the book about the success of Skibbereen Rowing Club, he pointed out that the pair have now won gold medals at the last five international meets that they've rowed in together. They successfully defended their European lightweight men's double skulls title in Munich yesterday. So that's two Europeans they've gotten together. In total, Paul O'Donovan now has Olympic gold, Olympic silver, four world championship titles, three European championship gold and two European silvers as well. Just have a look, you know, if you're ever looking at, and I have to do this quite a lot mm. when we're interviewing people and talking about sports people, you look up the medal record at for these people who are in Olympic type sports and uh, it's always down the right hand page. Paul O'Donovan is long. It's getting very, very mm. long. It takes a while to scroll all the way down to the bottom there. Uh, I suppose the question is, is it about time we start talking about this man as one of the world's, one of Ireland's greatest ever sports people? I'm sure that's the way he's considered in Skibbereen, but I don't know, more generally, I don't know if his stock is is quite as high as that when people are talking about the greatest Irish sports people of all time. But well, yeah, no, it's gotta I be. mean, he certainly wasn't the best Irish sports person personality of the year, according to RTE last year. Oh, no, that sports, that was, uh, he wasn't even nominated. That was, <laughs> that and, was and in fairness, it was huge. It was a Kelly Harrington got it in the end and like absolutely like, really well deserved, but yeah. for, not... I, do you know what? I always laugh at when people get worked up about the RT sports person yeah, of the yeah. year. It's like, why would you bother getting worked up about that? And then I do recall, I might have mentioned this in the podcast, when I saw that his name wasn't on the yeah, short yeah. list, I'm like, I know they've explained it before that yeah, you have to have a certain amount, you have to have a GAA representation according to RT mm. themselves and you have to have X, Y and Z. And I, okay, <laughs> But I think if you're not including somebody who's just won an Olympic gold and a European title on top of all the other stuff, that yeah. and, and there was two of them, at least pick one of them, yeah. like probably Paul O'Donnell, you're, you're overcomplicating your criteria there. That's... <laughs> like, I'd humbly suggest that. But unfortunately, due to the criteria, we couldn't oh, even nominate crazy. the actual best sports person. Well, I mean, himself and Kelly, grad. Did well, there was Rachel Blackmore. There was a lot of, like, there was a huge, an amazing year. Absolutely. But to, a nomination would have yeah. been, I would have said, the minimum bar there. And then he's it. He's got to be in the top three. And then you, you can find it out to see yeah. who's number one there. It will look more and more ridiculous if he keeps going on and winning Worlds and Europeans. But mm. just more generally, I don't know, maybe, maybe we're just going in the wrong... Um, we're kind of in the in the wrong circles here, and that there are a lot of people talking about him in this way. But it feels like it feels like that he's now, you know, for a long time, maybe with Katie, for example, mm. people weren't giving her full credit because it's women's boxing. How many people actually do it? What's the depth like? 
But when you just keep achieving and keep stepping up and keep doing it time and time again, and people get to know you better and all that mm. kind of stuff, that she's she's certainly blasted past that at this stage, absolutely. And so yeah. many people uh, would, oh, yeah, would have her right there at number yeah, one. Yeah. She's certainly in that argument all the time. There might be something similar with with O'Donovan and with the rowers. You know, it's rowing in general is seen mm. as an elite sport, even though even though it's not in Ireland, yeah. certainly not with Skibbereen and that kind of thing. I, I feel maybe if he keeps doing it, keeps achieving. There, there is a chance, but how much are you ask him to achieve at this yeah. stage? He's won medals in two Olympics, and then is hey, do you know what it, what, it, what it is? Those guys now. Sorry, if I let you in mm. on this. It seems like a bit of a monologue here, but I was thinking about it this morning. Those guys are, you know, when we watch Irish people against other countries yeah. at the Olympics and at, at these big events, and there's always another country that's like, oh, here's here the whatever it might be, Australians or Brits or Norwegians, mm. and well, it depends on the sport. They're absolute kidders. You know, you know they're going to win the gold. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. they absolutely have everyone else intimidated on the starting lineup and when you're watching them you just know by the way they carry themselves the way commentators t- the experts talk yeah, about yeah, it yeah. that they're shooing uh, oh here they come that's what these lads are <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's actually <laughs> yeah. no fun for anyone else in that sport at the moment and that level of dominance certainly is worth yeah. a lot of praise and it's rare very very rare that you that as you said the Irish are just like killers in their in their chosen sport uh, and they are you know but like there's a, there's a couple of things happening I think in relation to Paula Donovan you know like obviously the the fact that rowing is like a niche sport, but again, like there, there have been more niche sports than rowing. Like Oxford and Cambridge have been going at each other for quite a while now. I mean, I want to say like 150 years. I don't know how old the boat race is. It's pretty bloody old, though. You could also argue hurling's only is a niche sport in that it's only massive in certain counties. Yeah, in like a third and, and of yet the obviously counties of Ireland. Your Shefflins and, and TJ Reeds and this kind of stuff are yeah. always talked about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Gushing tones. you know, exactly. And I mean, that's an, it's our national sport. It also happens to be the only country in which this yeah. sport is played. Um, so, yeah, I mean... There's you said also, there were a few things going on. Sorry, what's the other one? Yeah, I, I suppose there is like this kind of... Uh, his interview style, mm. obviously, rubs a lot of people up the wrong way. In that, I mean, well, some people find it hilarious, obviously, uh, uh, given all the retweets that uh, these interviews are, are perpetually yeah, that, that given. it seems to win him a lot of admirers. Yeah. yeah, I would say it probably alienates a few people as well. And I would certainly say that I don't, like, I don't feel like I, I know Paul O'Donovan any better for any interview I've ever heard. Do you know what I mean? I, I kind of feel like it's still a character that he's, that he's kind of presenting to himself. Because, I mean, he's like... A medical, he's assumed to be medical doctor. The man is like, you know, obviously an extremely bright, yeah. dedicated person. But I just feel that if you are talking about a niche, like talk to Anthony Daly about how to promote your sport, <laughs> you know, like Dalo gets it. I just don't know that Paula Donovan gets it to that extent. Like at the end of the day, it's rowing. No one really cares about rowing outside of the the rowing community. So if a rower comes on as dominant as Paula Donovan, but then also kind of gives the impression in interviews that he doesn't really care about it a whole pile, then I think that's kind of, that's a little bit of an interesting thing for you to, to wrestle with when you're watching a guy. And it's rowing of all sports. We all know how unbelievably dedicated rowers are, how much of themselves they have to give it's all power. It's all training. It's like the most intense training you can do pretty much is for rowing. Like the, this idea that you have to empty, the, like empty yourself to the point of exhaustion yeah. and collapse. We all know this. We, can all, we all see the competitors at the end of these races. And then for him to come up after another like insanely dominant performance and to be, ah, oh, well, listen, you know, I gave the Italians a shoulder before the race began and that was it. You know, like this is... 
it, it is just an odd thing. I don't, I don't know that whatever about the arguments about his place in kind of Ir- the Irish sporting pantheon, I just don't think he does his own achievements any favours by constantly downplaying how much it means to him and how important it is to him and how much effort is required to get to the level, this ridiculous level that he's got to as a sports person. Well, let's hear O'Donovan chatting to David Gillick on RT after his latest gold medal. I, yeah, we don't change much, really. Uh, and, you know, it's like no point worrying what the others are going to do too much. It's not like you can, uh, we can pull into their lane, but you'll get disqualified. But um, I went up to the Italians before they, I gave them a big old shoulder as they were launching the boat. It kind of shook them and they knew, they knew what was going to come then, like, down the middle of the track. And um, fortunately, then Finton was able to step up and deliver that then to them, the, the final blow, as they call it, you know. So uh, it worked out well. So look, it's, it's another European gold medal. It's a start now of the next kind of, I suppose, program into Paris. The world champs are coming up. Medical studies, are you going to be able to kind of partake in them or where does that lead to Paris? Um, yeah, that's in question at the minute. I have to go back to school there next week or something. And uh, I was going to say many of you probably don't read it, but probably most people have realised I'm a bit stupid. I need all the time studying I can get so I don't fail everything and have an absolute disaster. So uh, the World Championships may be in question at the minute for myself anyway. So, uh, I know what you mean, Murph. I think that clip illustrates the mm. point you've been making there. Um, I, the only thing, what annoys me about that element of it is when that gets, that's, you know, it's just, it's more the reaction that it's like, look at this hilarious, amazing Paulo Donovan thing. Mm. And I'm the same as you. I'd like, actually, I'd, I would like to hear him do, he doesn't do much media besides that. He doesn't yeah. really, he just doesn't want that. And these like he, bizarre post-race uh, interviews as well, which are like, which are weird anyway. Yeah, so you, know, see, like, you could argue he's making those entertaining and yeah. whether you find it funny or not is, is, I suppose it's everybody's, it's whether it's to your taste mm. or not. But what it was, I used to sort of, feel the way you do but now I'm kind of like ah look we've enough earnest sports people out there talking mm. about how hard it is and how much you know how much joy they get out of it but it's hard work X, Y and Z I think it's okay to have someone who has a slightly different approach yeah. to it and you could argue that also would get him more attention and would lead to people knowing him better and maybe placing him mm. higher on these things rather than it being a negative just because you're a fussy old yeah codger I suppose like what it. I'm looking for is authenticity mm. and I don't know how authentic that is I, it does seem like a character but again we don't know yeah. Paul O'Donovan yeah uh, and that's, that's yeah, it like yeah, that's yeah. Uh, I mean it's a pretty nice situation to have a gripe about a guy that unbelievably talented and successful on a world stage so I, I should yes I should say this just congratulations uh, to Finton and uh, to uh, Paul O'Donovan yes, their uh, achievements are legion they are extraordinary yeah. and I love them I love their achievements I love them as people congratulations and congrats also to the silver medal winners from Saturday, the Irish women's four crew of Emer Lam, Afrikyo, Tara Hanlon and Natalie Long. A couple of those competitors also won the Olympic bronze in Tokyo last summer. So a lot of good things happening. And a few, a few medals left behind in the rowing as well. That's how strong we are at the moment that there's almost disappointment at only a couple of medals from these championship at these championships, I should say. What else is going on at the European, the pan-sport European championships tonight? Yeah, well, the athletics part of the European championships are up and running. And sorry, is this a Francis Murphy's TV guide on a Monday? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but uh, the Irish are in action at the following times this evening. Phil Healy is the uh, in the 400 metre heats at 6.35pm, followed by a uh, quarter of an hour later by Charlene Maudsley at 7.15pm. Then we have uh, Luke McCann in the 1500 metre heats, followed by Andrew Coskerin, the Balbriggan bullet <laughs> in the 1500 metre heats at 7.26pm. Uh, it'll all be on Ortiz 
quite frankly, surprisingly comprehensive coverage of this event from 2.40 until 9.35pm this evening. Uh, Mona McSherry has also reached her second final at the European Swimming Championships, the 200 metre breaststroke final, is at 5.13pm. And there are highlights from that on RT2 at quarter past 11 tonight. I should say the Swimming European Championships is not affiliated to the European, the overall oh, European that's, Championships. Now, now I am confused. Yeah, you should be. Earlier today then, uh, Fanula McCormick finished seventh in the marathon and Israel Alatunde ran a PB to win his 100 metre heat in a time of 10.19. His semi final is tomorrow evening. And Owen, Paul Hessian's national record is under severe threat. I'm obliged to tell all you Hessian stands out there. So I thought you were talking about a marathon world record there for a second. No, we're talking about the 100 metre. 100 the 100 metre national, national record. record. Okay. Currently held by fastest white man on the planet, Paul Hessian. Okay, our other <laughs> trademark. Uh, what was I going to finish up with here, Kenny? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of Conte Tuchel chat in our football podcast, which is out now and available to all. Also, a little bit of Eric Ten Haggard conversation. Two defeats. Two, two defeats from two. Six goals conceded. Next up is Liverpool at Anfield for Manchester United. Since we recorded that show... No, no, that's uh, that's at Old Trafford. Huh? At Old Trafford, I should yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Since we recorded that show, United have been linked with the new signing. Ken? Well, it's just, you know... The- the names are just coming out. I mean... Uh, so we had who Arnautovic. Arnautovic. That didn't happen. No. Uh, Murata. I'm not sure how keen the internet is on that one. <laughs> Jamie Vardy, anyone? Oh, really? Jamie, Jamie Vardy? What's happening here is uh, the internet decides. Kite flying, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, sure, the club is owned by the Glazers, but it's actually run by Twitter accounts. <laughs> they are interested in the... Uh, and they didn't even have to buy any NFTs to get their no. stay here. Vardy is uh, 36 years old. Um, he had fewer... Uh, passes than any striker in Europe last season. Uh, he's not a guy, he's, not, he's a guy who likes to be in the end of the moves. He passes the ball into the net. Would you be excited by the prospect of Jamie Vardy playing for Manchester United? I mean, yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, if you put it to me like that, yes, it would be an exciting development in the English Premier League. Happy birthday, by the way, Premier League again. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, maybe he'll be uh, maybe he'll be making his debut against Liverpool. If he only had a few more years, Ken, he could maybe start eclipsing some Wayne Rooney records, club records, which well, might be personally quite satisfying for <laughs> himself and his family. Could be. I think at 36 years of age, he'd be starting to be, so hang on, how realistic is this? Is that, oh sure, I suppose, who knows how that club, it's, it's been just, thrown out there today, Ken. Yeah, it's, it's just too to much fun not to talk about. Yeah. I mean, how likely is it? Not that likely, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and I say. I think it, it, it might happen. I mean, they've got to get someone, you know, yeah. they've got to get someone. And if it's not going to be Murata, it's not going to be Arnavich. Yeah. He does have a proven record in our league as well, in our yeah. game. Yeah. Eden Dzeko. Troy Deeney's only 34. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Reaction to the Liverpool match on the show tomorrow for World Service members. And there's loads of other great stuff on the way this week. You will have to sign up, of course, to become one of those guys. Secondcaptains.com is a place to do it. And you'll hear the show's ad-free if you become a member. Second Captains, the Second Captains pod is part of the Acast Creator Network. Thanks, Murph. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks you are Murph. You, you are Kieran. Thank you. Thanks, Owen. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow if you sign up, of course. Which one is that? That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home. They never go home. They never go home. Those, those, those boys. It is not war and death and famine. It's not that at all. It's the opposite of that. It's the persuasion of the world outside of that. That's why sports is important. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.